I'm Bethany Van Delft, and this is no ordinary episode of the 10 News. This is the 10 News Gets Extra, featuring extra content from our Earth Day coverage. Even though the celebration of Earth Week is coming to an end, there's always more we can do to help our planet. Let's dive in. Have you heard about microplastics? Our favorite nature nerd, Lane Farber, explains the big impact of these tiny troublemakers. Plastic, plastic everywhere. From the deepest depths of the ocean to the peak of Mount Everest, there's no doubt about it. Microplastics are littering our landscape. Plastic is part of most people's daily lives. It's in so many things. In grocery bags, straws, coffee cups, water bottles, glitter, and even clothes. Plastic is so common that little pieces of it are showing up in the most remote places on Earth. A recent study conducted on Mount Everest found that the snow samples contained microplastics. A microplastic is any tiny plastic particle 5 millimeters or smaller. That's about the size of an eraser on the end of a pencil. Most microplastics are formed when larger plastic products begin to break down, due to things like the sun's UV rays or friction from rubbing against different surfaces. Some plastics start out their journey tiny. They don't need to break down into microplastics because they're manufactured that way, like the different types of microbeads used in cosmetics to exfoliate skin. No matter how they form, microplastics are a big problem. Microplastics can get stuck in the gills of marine animals. For our fish friends who survive the gill clogging, the danger doesn't stop there. Fish are friends, not food. Marine animals also consume large quantities of plastic each year, which can make them sick and even kill them. Plastics have a nasty habit of absorbing toxins and chemicals. So if a fish eats a piece of plastic filled with harmful chemicals, things might not go so swimmingly. And humans are also at risk. Yep, even humans eat microplastics. Gross! As a matter of fact, according to one study, humans eat roughly a credit card's worth of plastic each year. Think about that next time mom uses her credit card to buy groceries. So why are we eating plastic? Well, humans consume plastic because it's in the things we eat. Studies have found plastic in drinking water, seafood, salt, sugar, honey, and a few other foods. The jury is still out on just how much harm can be done by eating plastic, but if the effects it has on animals is any sign, it's probably not great that we ingest so much of these microplastics each year. So, plastics in our ocean, littering our environment, and filling up our bellies is obviously not great. But what can we do to help fight the problem? Good news is, there are lots of things that we can do to help. Just remember, reduce, reuse, recycle. In that order, the best thing you can do is reduce your use of plastic, especially single-use plastics, such as plastic silverware, straws, bags, bottles, and most food packaging. Start small by replacing one everyday plastic item with something reusable, like using straws, 
Ditch the plastic and try a reusable steel straw. Going grocery shopping? Create less waste by bringing your own cloth bag to bring your goodies home. The possibilities are endless. Once you've reduced your plastic waste, you should reuse what you do have. Turn plastic packaging materials into arts and crafts supplies. Use that bag of plastic bags you have under your kitchen sink as little trash bags and go pick up litter in your neighborhood. And last but not least, recycle. Check in your community to see what items are recyclable and then be the recycling captain of your household. Hold a seminar with your family on what can and cannot be recycled. Make a poster. Don't forget to add lots of awesome pictures and glitter. The biodegradable kind. No plastic here. And remember, don't be sad about plastic pollution. Be inspired that you can take action and help make a difference. On Earth Day, we talked with Callie Broadus, the founder of Reserva the Youth Land Trust. Let's listen to Callie tell us more about the organization. Can you tell us a little bit about the Youth Council of Reserva and how the leadership of Reserva works with the Youth Council? Absolutely. So uh, Reserva is the Youth Council, essentially. It's me plus the Youth Council. Um, so uh, we, I mean, we are very new. We just launched a year and a half ago. So as a, as a nonprofit organization, we're legally required to have a board of directors. And um, that is actually half youth. So we, we pull the really committed and um, you know, the, the young people from the youth council who have demonstrated that they're very invested in this organization. We um, give them the opportunity to serve on the board of directors and get experience actually governing a nonprofit organization. So we have, we have that body and then we have the youth council, which is 60 people from around the world who are all 26 and younger. Uh, we actually have a junior committee of much younger kids as young as seven and um, they're from around the world as well. Our mission is to empower young people to protect threatened species and habitats through conservation, education, and storytelling. Again, that's just phenomenal. You're, you're not only saving the planet, but you're providing this incredible work experience, this nonprofit experience, the experience of working together, planning. It's really incredible. I think that working with young people is so fun because it's it's really different from working within the established modes of how you do things, how you run an organization, how you can serve land. When you're working with young people, they one of the one of the downsides is they don't have the experience, right? They don't have the experience of people who have been there and done that and worked in these big organizations. The upside is they don't have the experience. And so they're more creative. They are, they are reinventing things constantly. And so that ultimately has been, you know, whereas I think other organizations might consider that a barrier, uh, we've turned that into kind of our creative energy. What would you say to a kid who wants to do something? So for me, I think with, uh, with Reserva, I think of it as kind of like a, like a gear. Uh, you've got these big, big gears that you want to move, and that's the global systems. These, these gears that are are so big that no one person, except for maybe Greta Thunberg, could could really move them by themselves. 
Um, but those gears are attached to smaller gears, which spin a little faster. And those are the, you know, the world governments, the, um, the U.S. government. And smaller gears move those. That's the local governments, corporations, state governments. Smaller gears move those, and that's your community governments, your community organizations, your schools. And within that, it's your family, it's your clubs, and ultimately it comes down to you. And as long as you are spinning as hard as you can, those gears will move. Um, you might not see the, the impact on a big scale right away, but if you trust that other people are also moving and you encourage other people, especially within your community, within your school, within your family, to move at the same speed, then uh, it will ultimately have that, that impact on, the, on those larger gears. What? What? What's the big idea? Trivia on the 10. Our planet has so many amazing little creatures, and one salamander from South America has a very cool ability. Is it A, the ability to fly, B, the ability to change its size when threatened, C, the ability to camouflage like a chameleon, or D, the ability to breathe through its skin? Did you guess it? The answer is D. It can breathe through its skin. Let's hear what Kelly Broadus has to say about this cool lizard. There's a creature that lives on this reserve in Ecuador, and uh, it lives throughout South America, and probably, I'm not sure if it lives other places, maybe Central America as well. But it is a lungless arboreal salamander. It's called, it's in the, the genus is Bolidoglossa. And the fun fact is that this little salamander, which has no lungs, it breathes through its skin, also happens to have the fastest tongue in the animal kingdom. It is faster than the chameleon. And it is this, uh, if you've ever seen the word long boy, that is what this guy is. It is a long creature with stubby little legs and little padded feet. They are so cute. The males have little mustaches on their on their lips and um, and they've got these kind of bug eyes, and these long tails, and they live in the trees. I can't even explain it. You have to go Google it. It's Bolidoglosa. B-O-L-I- Oh gosh, I guess I can't spell it. B-O-L-I-T- T-O-G-L-O-S-S-A, maybe? Bolitoglosa. Yep. Tenors, can you spell it? B-O-L-I-T-O-G-L-O-S-S-A. Bolitoglosa. Bolitoglosa. How did she say it? Oh my gosh, that's such a big name for a little salamander. Time is up. But before we go... Here's a quick note for the grown-ups. Want even more great content from the 10 News? Sign up for the 10 News Newsletter, a.k.a. the 10 News Letter. It's a free bi-weekly email with even more stories to enjoy together. And we made it easy for you. The link to join is in the show notes and on our website, the10news.com. Thanks for listening to the 10 News. Look out for our new episodes on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and extras on Saturdays. 
The 10 News is a co-production of Small But Mighty Media and Next Chapter Podcasts and is distributed by iHeartRadio. The production and editorial team is an adventurous bunch, and it includes Tracy Crooks, Andrew Hall, Pete Musto, Ben Austin DeCampo, Jenner Pasqua, Stephen Tompkins, and Sarah Olander. Lane Farber contributed to this episode. Our production director is Jeremiah Tittle, and The 10 News is executive produced by Donald Albright and show creator Tracy Leeds Kaplan. Would you like to be part of the show? We would love that. Have a grown-up help you record a question, a joke, or a fun fact you want to share, and email it to us at hello at the10news.com. And show your love for The 10 News by going to your favorite podcast app and submitting a rating and review. It really helps others find the show so they can join us for the fun. I'm Bethany Vandell, and thanks for listening to the 10 News. Bullet glossa to you, bullet glossa to you. Go find a little bullet glossa. I still don't know if that's how you say it. I know Callie said it. I have to go back and listen to the episode now. In the meantime, see you next time. Bye.